Warning, this episode may contain explicit language and spoilers for the entirety of the Reordinverse. What's up, guys? Hey. Welcome back to episode 164. You will be betrayed by someone who calls you friend. Ooh. Ooh. We are doing part two of the finale. Jo, I'm so excited. And get ready for the Luke apologists to love this episode. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. it's all about him. <laughs> Look, he does a really good job. And Charlie Bushnell did great. He was amazing. You know what I noticed about Charlie Bushnell? Yeah. He has a really long neck. <laughs> okay. It was just something I noticed. <laughs> They could just be walking around, and all of a sudden he would lead his head in a slight way, and I'd be like, his neck is really long. He could fit, like, three layers of scarf around that thing. <laughs> three layers of scarf? Is that how you're measuring things now? <laughs> how many times can you wrap a scarf around their neck? Like a I giraffe? Really scarf, and I can only do half a wrap. Anyway, I feel like his neck is, like, the length of my forearm. <laughs> like, a really long neck. <laughs> Just Alaska when she like <laughs> lifts her head up and begins to peer over. Yeah, I was like, when she and um, I was like, look at him go. She and Mister Incredible in an argument in the first one. Yeah, like, this is not about. And you. she stretches herself so she's taller than him. Yes, like, but just her head. The rest of her stays pretty much down below. Oh uh, yeah, it's like it goes up a little bit, but she could have just made her legs longer, you know. <laughs> Instead, she chose to make a really fucking long. <laughs> so she turned into whip her head around like some kind of ball and chain. <laughs> yeah. You know what that reminds me of is the guy from Trolls, the little long le- long hair, long necked guy. <laughs> That's what it reminds me of. Lol. And like Melman, obviously, from Madagascar, but that's... What were we talking about? Luke. Oh, right, <laughs> his long neck. <laughs> yeah. Do we? Are we just going to like jump... St- I don't know what we're doing. Are we going to yeah, jump straight in? jump straight in. Oh, okay. Well, Joe, where did we leave off yesterday? We or left off episode, I mean. with it totally. Poseidon sent him home. <laughs> and by home... Get out, get out, get out, get out, get out, get out. Back to camp. Because he was like, he, instead of saying, yes, I do dream of you and your mother, he was like, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> get out of my house now. He was like, I am married. <laughs> yeah. My wife can hear you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have to try. Yeah. Um, okay, well, great. So Percy's walking back into camp. Everybody's cheering. <gasps> what happens, Joe? We get that amazing hug. Heck yeah, we do. Where my hug at? Oh, no, you ruined it. <laughs> like, this is where his hug at. He didn't ask for it, but that's right. We did talk about how there's, they did little whispery whispers to each other, being like, oh, my gosh, because at the moment they still think Clarice stole the ball. Yeah. Okay, but what I didn't get to say in the other episode is that before Percy even gets to Clarice, we get, like, a little shot of him walking past all the bodyguards, right? Yeah. And there is a little headcanon going around online that two of the campers that we see are Castor and Pollux. Yeah. The Ernest's kids, which is super cute. Because, yeah, there's two little dark-haired boys that, you know, they pan past, who are obviously twins. And at first, I saw a bunch of people who were like, oh my god, it's the Stoll Brothers! And I was like, it can't be the Stoll Brothers, because they're older than Percy. Because they're not old enough. So, it has to be... Are they Pollux, older than Percy or the same age? Older. Yeah. They're both older, and one of them is, like, two years older. 
No, nope, that doesn't work in my brain. They're twins. <laughs> I know it's not real, but you know. Yeah. But yeah, so I in my head, it's Castor and Pollux. And they're like super cute. Loved cute. it. Loved it. We also got to see like more than just... Because everybody that we saw at camp in the first couple of episodes had the exact same amount of beads on their necklace. Yeah, we finally got to see different ranges of beads. Yeah. So I was like, thank you. Yeah. I was like, Prop Department was working too hard. Like, they made too many beads. There was too many kids being like, I want a bead, I want a bead. Yeah, pretty much. And I'm just like... So yeah, I thought that was really cute that we got to see them. Um, that is forever in my head. That's who they are. Kiki, do you love me? Are you right? I don't know why that's in my head. Yeah, I don't know why either. Anyway. I don't know why either. Oh, oh my god, but speaking of music, mm-hmm. so much happened to the Grammys. So much happened to the Grammys. Taylor announced her album. She did. She did. Miley won one something. Of, one of the songs, because she released the track list, one of the songs, do you know what it's called? Travis, Don't Hurt My Heart. No. It's called, <laughs> But Daddy, I Love Him! <laughs> But then I was got really sad because I saw someone on TikTok who was like, yeah, it's called But Daddy I Love Him because it's a take on, obviously, Ariel because Ariel lost her voice and Taylor lost her voice when she was with Joe Holland. And I was like, oh, lordy. <laughs> yeah. She also, she had a song on, it was either Reputation or Lover that was called London Boy. And on this album that's coming, it she's got Goodbye London Boy. Oh, and or like Goodbye London or something like that. And I was like... <gasps> the drama. This the woman tea. is the drama. She's so good. Heck yeah. She just, she's literally like, I am going to rock all of your guys' yeah. brains. She's like, yeah, you're ready. And like, you get to, like, to ruin your emotions. But you're ah! like, keep looking down the track list and one of the songs is, so all the songs on the track list, each word in each title has a capital letter, right? Mm-hmm. But then you get down to one track where it's all in lowercase and it's just L-O-M-L. Is the love of my life, and I'm like Travis. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Pretty mature, but a bit cute. Yeah. Okay, so that happened at the Grammys, right? Mm-hmm. Billy won more awards. Woo! Them. Um, Miley. Yeah, Miley, first Grammy ever. Her hair looks crazy. <laughs> no, she was doing a tribute to Tina Turner. I know, but her hair still looks crazy. <laughs> it's just big. I know. It looked, it looked like she'd gotten off the plane. Oh. <laughs> no, I think that a couple of I think that a couple of um, her stylists weren't her normal stylists, and I think that they had done it in a drag kind of style. I think. Yeah. I think, but then her face didn't match because it was more like a like the makeup didn't match because mm. it was more like a timeless look. I thought she looked great. No, yeah, I liked it. But yeah, it was and when she performed Flowers, she was in literally like a silver dress that was very Tina Turner, and mm. I was like living. And all of the movements that she was doing around stage were like a tribute to Tina Turner, and I was like, fuck yeah, like, yeah, fully. And she had like four outfits. I was gonna say, didn't she have like three costume changes? She did. She did. She did amazing. It was amazing. Yeah. yeah. And then the other thing that happened at the Grammys is that. Um, Jay-Z put himself in hot water because I don't think Beyonce was nominated for any Grammys this year. I don't think she put anything out, though, mm. and that's why. But she got snubbed for Album of the Year last year, mm. and Harry won. Mm. Well, like, people say she got snubbed or whatever, but Harry won. What, what do you, like, what do you care? I and, guess um, a worthy component. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, what's the tea? Like, meh, meh, meh. he made a better album, but whatever. I mean, I don't listen to Beyonce, so, you know. I'm I love Beyonce! part of that drama or whatever. But then I found out today that no black Do you person that the album has you put ever out? won album of the year. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Well, the album she put out last year is amazing. Was that the Renaissance album? Mm-hmm. Renaissance is amazing. 
I have barely. I've only listened to the bits that are on TikTok. No, listen to the whole thing. It's great. I won't. It's, so I'm oh well. Just take my word for it. <laughs> I like like her old stuff, but I don't like all of her stuff. Whereas I like <clears throat> all of Harry's stuff. Yeah, no, I I don't like all of her stuff. That the song that she did where she rented out the Louvre to do the video, I mm-hmm. was like, this song is terrible. <laughs> I was like, congratulations on being cool right. enough to rent out the Louvre to film your yeah video, but I just don't think I, li- I like, like her genre song. enough. Yeah, I really liked Renaissance. I thought it was great. Right. And I think, well, the way that it feels like, the way it was written compared to, like, a few of her other, like, the last albums that she'd all done, it feels like, you know how how Kylie was going through a depression and she, um, you know, postpartum depression and she basically lost her whole personality? And then as she starts to come back, back out of it, she gets her personality back. And she's Kylie like, Jenner. Yeah, okay, right, I was like, Kylie Minogue? Sorry, no, Kylie Jenner, you know, you were were telling me about how... Yeah. Yeah, and so she's just sort of been really only half feeling herself. I think Beyonce was... It feels like, comparing the Renaissance album to um, her last, Uh, like, two or three, it feels like she... Just something's clicked within the last... Before she wrote that album, and then... She's come back into her sleigh era. Right. I'm like, yeah, Beyonce! Because okay. it's well, all anyway, boppy and cool. And Jay-Z like, was being super petty because he won a Grammy and he, in his acceptance speech, basically decided to shit on the entire voting community. So who did? Jay-Z, her husband. Oh, right. Yes. He basically decided to shit on, like, the entire group of people Sh- who are in charge and he then, like, called out everybody in the audience, and he was like, some of you were nominated in categories that you don't deserve to be nominated in, and let's be fair, you don't belong there. And I was like, I was like, I've been like, if you're going to make that bold statement, name names. Well, I don't think Jay-Z's that good of an artist, personally, but, you know? The only time I think of Jay-Z is, one, Beyonce, and two, when his name is attached to somebody else. Yeah. It's like when he cameos in other songs. Yeah. I'm like, right. Yeah. But yeah, it, I just thought it was it, I like, it was a lot of He won tea. solo artist? I don't know. He's not a solo artist in my I mind. didn't say anything about that. I just Yeah, I know. I'm just like running. thinking like who would just Did he write? win solo artist? It's, uh, it was a question. Oh. No, I don't know. I just know that he was standing on stage with a Grammy. So I assumed yeah. it was his. Maybe it wasn't. Maybe he was presenting it. Which is even funnier. Yeah, he doesn't even have any claim speech. Over it, yeah. But then, um, no, I think that he was accepting it because then after he accepted it and went back to the crowd, they went home. Beyonce and Jay-Z, they left and didn't stay for the rest of the the show. They didn't stay for the rest of the... Wow, um, the awards ceremony. Yeah. And everyone was like, bad form, bad form, it's it not polite, rah, 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 rah. But I was just like, well, if your social battery's done, you go where you came for, get up. Well, yes, I, don't, I, do think I don't think it is he, he dished it out and then ran away before yeah, anybody could tell That him. kind of was what it was giving. But that's why everyone was like, ooh, 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 ooh. you know, crazy stuff. Man, we got a slap last year and then... No, that was the Oscars. Still, it was another award ceremony. <laughs> yeah. When was the last time? I oh, know that was Kanye that disrespected Taylor. That's right. But again, in the name of Beyonce. That was many years ago. Yeah, but I don't think Beyonce appreciated that. No, she didn't. Did she appreciate this one round? I don't know. They panned to her face, but it kind of didn't move, so. Because she probably was like, don't emote anybody and everybody will take this the wrong way. (laughs) Probably. 
Yeah, probably. She's gonna get backlash no matter what. Stop talking about the Grammys. I don't even know. <laughs> We're not a Grammys podcast, but we've got no clearly clue. because we both know nothing. Yeah. Um, We're like, who won what? You know, know what should have won a Grammy was I'm just Ken. No, no, it should not. I'm so <laughs> mad about that. It's literally a satirical song. Why is it being nominated at all? It's a joke. Because it's hilarious. No! I want... Wait, when did... Oh, no, she wouldn't get that this year. They can win at the Kids' Choice Awards. <laughs> He's listening to Kids' Bop. What about the Teen Choice Awards? What about the People's Choice Awards? I think that's what he won already. Okay. Or maybe it was the Golden Globe. I don't really know. But we need to move on. Okay, so... He walked into camp... The longest hug ever with Annabeth. Honestly, they're like whispering into his ears. Yeah, and then he sees Clarice over her shoulder and he's like, what the fuck? And she's like, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. And then she's like, wait, we gotta go debrief in a corner. And so then she and Luke and Percy She drags him into a dark corner. (laughs) No, she doesn't. Luke is there too. Nobody sees Luke. (laughs) No, I'm just imagining from the campus perspective, they have a long-ass public hug and then she drags him into a cabin by himself and be like... Oh. <laughs> what are they? Children. That's what I mean. Kids can kiss. It happens all the time. Have you never been around 12-year-olds before? They're like, ew, what are you in? Oh, it makes it so uncomfortable. Oh, man. They're all ferals. People in my grade are awful. <laughs> so mean. Wait, what do you mean? They do that shit all the time. <laughs> As in they'd be the ones going, ew, or they'd be the ones fucking going away in a corner. Yes. To Ooh. both of those things. Brody. Yeah. Ferals. And then you throw stuff at them. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Just like sticks and stuff. <laughs> like twigs, not real stuff. Or like, you know, Okay, you... well I guess that's at least you're not throwing rotten fruit out of the one abandoned <laughs> locker at the priest as he walks through the fucking quadrangle. What? Yeah. <laughs> you look great. Oh my god. He's dead now. <laughs> it was my grade and the, and the grade above mine because we had the two no. we had two areas that were across the walkway from yeah. each other, and then the quadrangle was next to us. And I don't know how it started, but my grade had the, <laughs> rotten, the My grade had the rotten food um, locker, and they just oh. festering some shit in there for like months. And then one afternoon, they just, one lunchtime, they decided to lob it at the grade above us, and they were like, what the fuck? So they picked it up and threw it back, and it then turned into, like, a little food fight, and yes. With rotten food! Yes, and then the priest and the interim principal, because it was between, it was before... Who was the interim principal? They were like a French, they were like a French principal or something. Oh, yeah. And their name was, like... Savage or something. So it, it, yeah, I don't really remember his name. But, um, yeah. I'm oh, sorry, what three... grade were you in at the time? I want to say grade nine. Oh, okay. Yeah. I wouldn't have been there yet. No, I don't no. think so. But, um, yeah, a half rotten apple smacked this principal square in the face, like across the face. And the priest was just there like, oh my god. And he would have got some muck and guck and stuff over him in some way. Oh. And there was also someone else with them because there, there was three people. Where was Maloney in that time? <laughs> it might have been Malone. <laughs> it might have been. That now threw it. Now he now was I'm like... saying that name, I really shouldn't have said that out loud. Um, but yeah, it was a, like a lot. Ideas. I'm sorry, he dated a student. I don't like it. It was a lot. And then, yeah, both of our... Um, year levels had to be sat in a room and basically I'm had sad. like 
basically had like group detention with like the most amount of kids like literally half the school <laughs> and it was we were given this massive like lecture and half of, like it was only like a select group of boys involved like one little friend group against mm. another little friend group but the entire grade was punished was like, wow, well, and we had to like I don't know, go down to the Oval and do Eevee Parade or something. I don't actually remember what the punishment was. Oh or maybe gosh. it was just the only people who were involved that were punished, because I don't really remember. But so I just saying, remember what the principal like getting fucking smacked in the grade face with food. Yeah, my grade was the largest. Yeah. We were very small People were fucking guys. horny at the end of the century. <laughs> just saying. Well, like, there's 80 of you against two teachers. I really feel like... And yeah. sorry, a priest. And we were all 13, 14, like... The shittest age could have overrun them easily. No, it, it, and it was Erin's grade as well. Yeah, and she had the next biggest grade, mm. and then Max's was the next after that. So there was the my grade was the smallest. It was literally like 150 of us in this room, which yeah, it's like that being half lectured, school. and we were all just there like my legs are falling asleep. You know, <laughs> like it was for the rest of us. It was very much like you're just embarrassed because you got gook and stuff, lady. <laughs> And the priest was just like, I don't think it was Father Pat. I think it was someone else. Okay. It was like a different priest. I don't know. Well, they were doing like a take tour. that priest. And they walked across the road Wait, from... Wait, no. Take that back. They went someone else. But they walked across the road from the church. And then they came across at the lights. And then were walking in that, mm. you know, just that way. So they'd been like talking and, you know, it just sounded like a regular Now lunchtime. I can think where you're talking about. Yes. Okay, of course. Grade 8, grade 9. Yeah, yeah. No, Sorry, my was, brain was, was thinking like nine and ten. It my was brain was tens were over. across near the arts area. No, no, no. It was before the tens went over that side. Yeah. yeah. Lol. Yeah. It's a lot. It's definitely a lot. Nothing like that happened at Camp Hartford, though. They did not throw food at each other. No. Instead, Luke and Annabeth just pulled Percy into a room, and they were like, don't freak out. We haven't told Chiron yet, because we couldn't go to him without any proof, because then the whole camp would, like, set itself on fire. And Percy was just there, like, like we had proof, though. Like, what? But, turns out, it's good that they didn't go, because, Percy, you were wrong. <laughs> yeah. And then um, Luke is like, don't worry, we've set up a meeting in the woods, let's go right now. And then suddenly it's nighttime. Yeah. And then they're going, and I was like, okay. I was like, was it dusk when he got there? <laughs> yeah. And then, like, as they're walking, Percy is doing, like, a little checklist of the um, prophecy, and he's like, this happened, and this happened, and this happened. And I <laughs> was like, yeah, I literally was like, oh, I'm very accurate. That's what we did at the end of every book in the podcast, you know. Mm. In the first series, especially, we were like, okay, this happened, this happened, this was this, right? And this was this, and yeah. this, was, this happened this year. So I just love that he was doing that. Because yeah. I was like, how else are you going to keep track? A verification check. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Literally. Um, and then, the second time that we were watching it, there was, as Percy's like going through the lines, and he says the line, you shall be betrayed by one who calls you a friend, there's a flash, like the camera is on him, on Percy, there's a flash from the fireworks that are going off in the background. And then you see in the background behind Percy, the little silhouette of a person. Mm. It's the statue, right? Because yeah. we've already seen this area where Percy and Luke were having their little um, sword training session. We know that it's a statue. Everybody online was saying it was Annabeth. They were like, we saw her with the hat on and she was in the background with the lightning flash. And I was like, well, you wouldn't be able to see her if she's got a hat on. Yeah. But I was like... If it was Annabeth, what a good way to just do the last little tiny bit of, 
red herring trying to make Annabeth the thief, you know? Like, yeah. I was like, oh my god, how interesting. But then, obviously, right after the first he says that line, it goes to Luke, and then Luke is just there, like, bawling his eyes out. And I was like, poor little guy. <laughs> He's just a little guy. Luke's there, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I was like, just like a little last-ditch nod to make Annabeth the betrayer. Was an interesting theory of people's, she I thought. is not the betrayer. Read yeah. the book. And then Percy, like, realises that it's oh, Luke because Luke never told Pyro about the I encouraged them to read the Percy Jackson series. Well, first I so. encouraged them to watch the show, and they were like, yeah, I'll do that. And I was like, and if you really like it, read the books, they're amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes people don't like it when you push a series on them, so I'm like, fine, watch the show. It's easier. Yeah. Anyway, I was anyway. just going to say that Percy then realises that it's Luke because Luke never told Kyron about Clarice, and in when we did our episode 7 recap and Percy was in the underworld talking to Hades. I very much thought that he had already figured out it was Luke, so I was kind of disappointed to have yeah. this scene happen. I was like, oh, I wanted him to be big brain Percy, but oh well. Oh, he was always big brain. He was big brain about some things. But yeah, so then Percy realises that it's Luke. Big brain about Kronos. Yeah, Luke then realises that Percy realises, and so Luke, all he says in like acknowledgement that he was the thief he, that he's talking about the shoes and he's just like I didn't think that you'd give them to Grover to wear and he has tears and he has like a tremor as he's voice. talking and I'm like we forget that he that Grover was Luke's protector as well Aww. and that Luke is just there like I have a kinship with Grover that like I don't have to explain to other people but it devastates him that like Grover was almost the you know Sweet, innocent, baby yeah. Grover. I would love to see some of that, like, remorse for if Percy had been fucked off down into yeah. Tartarus as well. There didn't seem to be any. He was very happy to um, he let was Percy like, be the no. one who was sacrificed. Well, he's got no connection to Percy. Yeah. Because he's literally just a pawn. doesn't matter. He's a child. Percy's you know? just a pawn to him. Still. Also, Still. on top of that, we have to remember that he's being controlled by Kronos. <laughs> yeah. And Kronos gives no fucks about Percy. <laughs> Yeah, and then Luke right. says the lines, none of this was meant to betray you, Percy. The gods are my enemy. And then he says, um, I'm not here to fight you. I'm here to recruit. And Percy's just there like, everything that I've learned on this quest about how to treat the gods and how we think of the gods compared to how you think of the gods and how like we have to act as ourselves. And Percy's like falling into a bit of that naivety where he's like, the gods are on our side and like, you know, all of this. And I thought like interesting to make that 180 from at the start of the season where oh, yeah. he's like don't fucking care like I'm on Luke's side Luke makes so much sense and then for him to make this 180 now have did Percy just like forget that Athena abandoned Annabeth it's giving that yeah it's giving the trauma from the days after that trumped those memories you know like he's completely forgotten that the moment that Annabeth needed her the most Athena locked her or took the protections off the place that was quote-unquote safe for demigods mm. just because she quote-unquote um, embarrassed her mother. And it wasn't even her, it was yeah. Percy that did that. And so I'm like, Percy, just because your dad stepped in once or twice, like, are you forgetting the conversation that you had with Hermes? Oh, I was <coughs> oh, <it's> too late. <coughs> but I was just there like... I, it. I was like, are you forgetting the conversation that you had with Hermes where, you know you were angry with Hermes and Annabeth was angry with Hermes and then Hermes did his spinning bullshit shit where he's like, uh, no, you don't understand. It's hard to be a parent. Rah, 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 rah. And I was like, hmm, not that hard actually. Just maybe don't fuck around. 
you know? Yeah. So, yeah, I just, like, this bit where Percy is like, like, yes, he should be going up against Luke because Luke did the wrong thing, but you can go up against he, someone but still have the same goal, you know? Yeah, like, I think he fully just should have gone up against Luke purely because he nearly killed his best friend. <laughs> yeah, it should have been a you tried to kill me, not you're trying to kill the gods, or, like, yeah. you're against the gods, because that's kind of the stance Percy took there, and I was like, no. He was, well, he was, it, sh- yeah, it should have been, I don't care if you kill the gods, but don't make me one of your casualties. Yeah, because then Luke starts his, or like, the people that he stuff. loves. He starts his portal stuff with Backbiter, and he says, this Can is the way... Did do that in the book? Yes. Oh, so okay. this is the way out of camp and out of their control, and he starts going around, we can do this, we can do that, and Percy claps back with, stop saying we? Yeah. And I was like, I understand that you haven't, like, accepted being on Luke's side, and you won't, but, <laughs> but I was like, you can have the same goal, though, <laughs> and you do, but just not the same way. <laughs> Luke's going about it the wrong way. Taking short, shortcuts that you shouldn't take. Yeah. And then, you know, because when Percy says, stop saying we, Luke claps back with, it's the word Zeus fears the most. And I was like, ooh, ooh. Well, Zeus is dead. <laughs> Zeus? Yeah. I'm in the actor, but yeah. Oh. <laughs> I was like, no. R.I.P. He's not. But yeah. And then I just really love how... Um, well, Luke then says, they're bad, they're bad parents and they've gotten away with it for far too long. And I really like how the music in this scene makes everything so tense. And it just shows Luke's, like, desperation so well because yeah. it, like, crescendos. It's so good. And, like, you can just see that he, Luke, is completely – or he thinks that he's out of options and that you can see that he's been completely tempted by Kronos at this point. Mm. And you can see that, like, it just does so well to, like, show that he – started out with, like, well-meaning, but, like, didn't know how else to go about it because it's... He's starting it. He's not following someone else who started it. Yeah. And so he's, like, and having to find his own way and then he's succumbing to Kronos's immorality. Well, and because I'm sure that Kronos heard those thoughts and, yeah, took advantage. Yeah. And so, like, this season one Luke that we've gotten has been fairly, like, you know, good enough that people are, like, ignoring all the red flags in the first couple of episodes and being like, oh my god, yes, and Which is the whole point. Yes, it yeah. is. But also in a way that, like, because Percy's narrative was so on board, I think, with everything so immediately, it makes it easier to accept that the reasons that Luke has are acceptable and they are morally acceptable. Whereas Luke is now being tempted by Kronos's immorality and the fact that they've introduced Backbiter, I'm really hoping that Disney doesn't go back on the fact that Luke falls into Kronos's immorality and fully takes it on board and then obviously starts to become Kronos, but does like it in a way that he <clears throat> abandons the mortal side of himself by accepting the fact and relishing in the fact that his sword can kill humans. Yeah. He literally I really hope that Disney doesn't fucking like shield that and that they don't like take that part of his character away because I think it's so important that we see him be the bad guy before he refines remorse and finds out that he's not done the best thing and like mm. before he comes back from I was that, gonna we say, need to see him be like he needs to do some things damage. that he seriously regrets exactly like we can forgive him for it yeah I need to see him literally like relish in the fact that he is like slaughtering mortals and like I need to show you. I need to see him like fully given over to Kronos's cause, and like that's the reason that he, you know, is b- gonna become Kronos. Because like in the book, it kind of feels like he has 
regrets and reservations right before accepting Kronos' body, but he's out of options and out of time, so he just kind of has to go through with it. Mm. Because there's the whole, like, him and Annabeth scenario at the end of Titan's Curse. There's, like, that whole option. Well, not option, but that whole, like, bit where he's like, Annabeth, you're the last one. Like, And then, you know, we get the information later on that he goes to Annabeth's house and is like, you're the only one who can stop me, like, stop me now, like, and she doesn't. She's like, no. Well, she doesn't know what he's talking about. But I would really like it if the show didn't show that. As much as I've been begging for them to show things, (laughs) I would really love it if instead we just saw Luke be, like, completely, completely gone. Yeah. And just, like, unsavable just fully like given over to his to Kronos I would really yeah once again give both given over and you get lost control and Kronos is yeah. behind the wheel Jesus take the wheel but I'm just like because otherwise I'm like why why introduce Backbiter and specifically name it Backbiter because the main main like device of Backbiter or the main like quality of it is the fact that it can slaughter or slay gods and mortals like it has that like lethal duality and that's its main feature whereas like creating portals is its bonus feature so I hope that they don't take away the main feature because yeah. otherwise I'm like why even call to it that that's what it is yeah and the you main you could have named it something else if you just and the whole point it. is that that thing is forged and it yeah. literally is two opposing metals that have been forced together and so yeah, yeah it's these two and it really is like a great description of Luke where it's like literally that reflects him so well these two things that should not be used in tandem and it's obviously morally wrong to have that thing to you know wield it but yet he does yeah so then obviously Luke makes the portal and um Percy decides to open his mouth and he says they're trying talking about the gods he says they're trying their best I met your dad, and we go, don't get to hear what else Percy was going to say, yeah. because Luke gets to immediate anger the second Percy acknowledges the fact that he met Hermes, because Luke just, he sees red, and you can see his entire face he's, change. He, Luke's never met Hermes, has he? Yeah, he has. He has? Okay. Yeah. He has. Um, yeah, his face drops from being, like, hopeful and desperate to fully, like, are you dead to me now? Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Because Percy has decided to give, like, devil's advocate to, or play devil's advocate that I call him Kronos. And Luke is like, absolutely not. I won't be accepting this. The world is black and white. And Percy's like, all I see is grey. You know, I don't know. I'm just a child. I'm just a boy. I'm just a good yeah. kid. Sad face. I'm just a baby. Yeah, pretty much. And then, yeah, so Luke is to, like, immediate anger. And then they have their little sword fight, whatever. Percy, again, draws first blood for the second time in the episode. We love that. And he apologizes immediately. As soon as he, like cuts Luke across the chest. He goes, oh my god, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to do that. I'm sorry. Uh, and he, you don't get to hear what else he says because Luke then turns around and fucking, like, whips him and Percy's just there, like, bleeding now. And, and he's on the ground and he's out. Yeah, he's and he just, out, like, like, just the fact that Percy apologises the second that it happens, I was like, this Yeah, hit. he apologises. He, you know backs out of his attack stance. He literally yeah. cowers back and get looks like he's getting ready to drop his sword to be like, sorry, yeah. so I didn't make full regret as soon as literally. He but like he but Percy just doesn't want to hurt Luke and he, you know, doesn't understand that 
Luke wants to hurt him. Paul <laughs> doesn't understand the reaction at this point that Luke is having about Hermes because Percy's like, well, yeah, I felt that way about my dad, but then I met my dad. So, like, Percy, knowing that Luke has met Hermes, he's like, I don't understand how you could feel that way. And then, so, yeah, on top of that, he is just, like, loyal to the core and is like, I feel loyalty to Luke because he's my friend and I just cut him with my sword and I did absolutely not mean to do that and, like, all of this. And I just... It's just... Oh, my goodness. Yeah. It's just a whole lot. Just a whole lot. And just because his fatal flaw is with loyalty and him being, like, torn between who to be loyal to in this moment, and I just had the thought that, like, as soon as this happens and they're both in this, like, little, like, mini... It's not a hurricane, but, you know, like, they're in this moment together and they're, like, spiralling together. Not to call out the bad movies, but when Harry and Voldemort are, like, in the seventh movie, yeah. part two, when they, they like, get and locked merge. in the yeah. same. It's kind of like that. Like, they're in a, you know... Vortex. Yeah. And, like, they're not... They're, like, consumed with everything that's happening here. And I just thought to myself that, like, they're just two kids with swords fighting in a god's war. Like, they just... It has nothing to do with... Like, they're pawns, and they're just playing a part, and they don't even really know it. But they do, but they don't. Yeah. But there's just, like, no way out, and there's no, like... There's no resolution. Oh, my God. Just works. love it so much. Just love it so much, Joe. It's a very deep book. It is a very deep book for 12-year-olds. And you, what the thing is is that you don't realise the layers. They, like, 12-year-olds don't see the layers until... You grow up and you read it again and you go, holy fuck! Yeah. Those are the best kinds of books yeah. where you're like, There's, it's so deep that every time you reread it, you find something new that you never noticed before. Yeah, oh, Such a good series. And then immediately after that, we get Annabeth revealing herself. And she says, I heard everything. Well, first, it, Luke's about to strike Percy yes, again. Yeah, yeah. And, and a dagger him. comes out of nowhere and slices at him. He deflects it. but like, yeah. And he's like, he recognises the dagger. And immediately, the look of like utter, again in his eyes. utter devastation yeah. when Annabeth takes her hat off. And she goes, I heard everything. And Literally. she draws her sword as she says it. And yet, he Literally. just looks heartbroken and... Again, desperate, and he's yeah. like, oh my god, what do I do? But then he's so desperate, and I just, you can see it on his face that he can't even comprehend. Like, he can comprehend fighting Percy, because he doesn't know this kid, but it knows him enough that they're friends. But mm. the idea of fighting Annabeth in this moment, too much. And so he runs away, yeah. and he jumps through the portal. And I just, like, thought in my head, Annabeth doesn't have enough of a reaction to him jumping through the portal. She should be inconsolable. She should be fucking in tears. She should be can't even talk to her, blubbering, falls to her knees like, sword drop. I don't know about blubbering, but I definitely think think she should be raging, like, of her own. I think that she should be incredibly upset because... Upset, yes, but I more imagined, like, Dior's scream that she did when her spear was... Sorry, Clarice's scream that she did when her spear was broken, that kind of, like devastation rage no i think it should be i think it should be more emotional than that and i think that it should be absolutely well sadness of course but at her core my sadness comes out as aggression she's not seeing it as the relationship that it is in the book especially but he's her big brother and he is the only person at camp who understands what she went through 
when she left her house. Like, Grover tries, Chiron tries, but the only person who knows, who is alive still, is Luke. And so I think that she absolutely should have this reaction of just, like, complete, utter devastation that comes out in tears and comes out in this, not anger, but in absolute, like, gut-wrenching sadness. Because her seven-year-old self was just left by her 12-year-old big brother or her 14-year-old big brother, however old he was, when they got to camp. Like, she, like, in that relationship dynamic with the two of them, she is still this baby child and he's left again. Mm. Or he's left and she has no one. You know? Like, it should be incredibly just devastating and she should be like, nobody touch me, I can't talk to anyone. You know? Like, it should be a crazy emotional reaction from her and we didn't get one and I was kind of sad about it yeah because like I don't really make sense in the book for that to happen because she wasn't in that scene but she's in this scene so like in the in the show and it makes sense for the show with the drama of it I wish that when she after she threw the dagger I wish that she hadn't have said anything and I wish that it should have been one of those show it, don't tell me moment. Yeah, so. but they're not good at those. No. Anyway, but I fully just think, yes, her reaction non-verbally, like as in... Yeah, it. I, I don't think she should have said, I heard everything. I think it should have been applied, um, you know, applied in the situation by yeah. her face and her body language. And the fact... I don't think she should have said anything. I just think she should have just <laughs> looked anything. around and then drawn her sword and then... Luke be devastated and runs away. <laughs> and then, yes, a big I reaction. Know, I needed some more emotion. Yeah. I needed it. I needed it, Joe. Yeah. To make me feel the emotion. Yeah. You know? Into the emotions. Because I think if Leah had cried, I would have cried. Oh, big time. I think that's what would have happened. You know? <sighs> I just really think that she's capable of drawing that out of me. It doesn't take well, it was like the dog just has to die. Luke had... I'll cry. Luke, you're just talking about the dog dying on the screen. <laughs> yeah. Like, Luke had tears in his eyes, and he was showing all his feels. I yeah. think that Annabeth should have had some... At least yeah. the look of betrayal and, yes, yeah, sadness and shock. Yeah. Also, we haven't discussed it much because I'm excited to see it, but... I think Luke just being, would have been good. Luke being a person of colour in the show, it's going to hit so different. And I love that. It's going to hit on such a diva level. Oh, yeah. Like, later on, once we get a little bit more, mm. like... The amount that Charlie's going to bring to that, I'm, like, so excited. I saw um, a post that Dan Mean Page put up that was, like... We love Robert. Shout out to you. Shout out to you, Robert. But, like, Dan Mean Page put up a post about... It was, like, Luke's... Oh, yeah, comparing the backlash. Yeah, it was, like, Luke's Cuban and Irish and something else. Anyway, and it was, like, in the end, Fandom being, like, yeah, it's great. And like, but in the book, he was a... Pure, purebred white boy yeah. <laughs> with blonde hair and blue eyes, and they're like, yeah. "Doesn't matter. This new version's great." And yeah. it was like, "Well, why are you doing this to Leia, who's playing, you know, Annabeth? I almost yeah. said Athena, who's playing Athena, yeah. <laughs> who's playing Annabeth?" To be like, yeah. in the same vein, she's going to bring so much more to Annabeth yeah. when they let her. Yeah. Know. Well, because they were like, because they're like, yeah, no, his nationality doesn't affect the storyline at all. And it was like, well, then apply that same logic to Leia, okay? Why are you being so rude to her? She's doing an amazing job. Oh my gosh, the next she, girl, the next hairstyle that she has is so cute though. When she's the, got braids? the braids, I was oh like, my oh my god, it looks adorable. Amazing. And like the, the conversation that they have. Tails, we should say, because she had braids the whole time. 
Well, sorry, the big, thick ones. Yeah. Whatever. Anyway, the French braid, we'll call it that. Yeah. The two French braids that she had. Well, yeah, so let me get a little bit of a time jump, because Percy's all of a sudden saying goodbye to camp, even though after Luke, you know, leaving, he would have had a couple more weeks at camp. Yeah. So yeah, he's two leaving camp, um, and he says, he's like packing his bags, and Chiron comes up, <laughs> and he says to Chiron that he's not sure how long he'll be gone from camp, because at this point, he doesn't know if Sally's back. Yeah, he doesn't know and if so his like, mom's back. Yeah. yeah, he's like, if I have no guardian, I'm not staying with Gabe, I'm, I'll just come back here, but I don't know how long it'll take me to find my mom, so like, it could be like a day, it could be like a week. Who knows? Mm. But I'll probably be back. He's like, BRB. <laughs> yeah. And then we get, um, well, Chiron says, uh, Luke knows that you'd be a powerful ally to his cause and his master, which I thought was a really good line. Mm. But then we don't get to dwell any further on that statement or like the gravity of Percy's situation because then our king, Dionysus, comes oh, up. Dionysus! Yeah. And just the comedic relief that we needed that we wanted this whole time. We were craving it. And he's he, like, Percy? Yeah. yeah. He's like, yeah. No, no, your name is Percy? <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> like, I could I thought it was Peter. It's Percy! <laughs> yeah. I loved that whole interaction. Like, and then when Donna says, is like, okay, I've done my little part. And then he turns around to say, like, yell out to the rest of the campus. And he literally goes, for those of you who are not staying the full term, get out! <laughs> you, get out. Pack your bags. You're going home. <laughs> All of you, leave! <laughs> literally, he's like, honestly. He literally is just like, I don't get paid enough child support. Fuck this shit. <laughs> and then, so Percy's walking out, and Annabeth is talking to Talia's tree, um, and Percy's just, he comes up and he says, did she offer anything? Like, you know, did you get anything insightful out of that conversation? Like, you know. Being you a dick! He's being a dick. But then she returns it immediately, and she's like, it's a tree, seaweed brain. It doesn't exp- express opinions. And I was like, fucking slay hit him back with that shit because he can't get away with it Love no so much, but stop it <laughs> but yeah just the pistachio of it all was amazing and the Annabeth being Annabeth was just so good yes. and then who comes up Joe wait 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 but first they talk about Disney World oh yeah <laughs> that's she, just like, cute little says all this stuff that she's going okay the thing about the Disney World thing there's gonna be a like the picture that he has in his notebook is gonna be her at Disneyland oh in the next season. I forgot he carried a picture. Yeah. It's going to be... <laughs> it's going to be her in front of the princess castle, the Cinderella castle, whatever it is. Because she has princess curls. Or it's going to be her in front of the Epcot ball because that's the, like, more, like, historical side of Disney rather than, like, the, the what? movie animation side. It's, like, the more, like, Walt Disney part of it rather than the Disneyland part of it. There's, like, two separate things. Really? But it's big this park. It's massive, yeah. <laughs> that on. big silver ball. No wonder they have multiple ball. hotels to stay the night. It's yeah. too much to see in one day. Pretty much. But yeah, that's going to be the picture in oh the back of his, in his notebook that he carries for a whole entire Oh year. my god, do you think she'll have Mickey Mouse ears on? No. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Oh, fuck! That's too cute! Yeah. And then even. after that cuteness, it continues because we get Grover coming over. <laughs> Grover coming over. He's coming over and he literally is like bounding up to them with excitement. He's like, guys, 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 I have to tell you before you leave. I have to tell you, look what I got. And he like opens his jacket and there's a little flower on his chest. Aww. And Percy's like, oh, is that your suture's license? And he's like, fully qualified. I'm like, he's like, I can officially start looking for Pam. And I was like, oh, so cute. He's just a young boy. He's so excited. 
Yeah. And then they're like, where are you going to start? And he's like, well, you know, the council's, like, official idea is that Pan is always moving. So, like, everybody has searched most of the natural world and they haven't found him yet. But you know where they haven't searched? The seas. And I was like, we love that little nod to season two. Literally. Even if you hadn't read the books, like, that's such an obvious throwaway, like, this is what's going to happen in season two. This is where we're heading, guys. To the ocean. The Pacific Ocean. Percy's just there, like, I know some people there who could help you out. He was like, um, aka me. (laughs) Yeah. I love the interview of, um... Arian? Arian! My brain was... Oh, I couldn't think... I knew it started with an A, but I couldn't right, remember Right, okay. Anyway, Arian being like, I'm so excited to try on wedding dresses <laughs> for this next season. I was like, fly! <laughs> it was the best thing ever. Yes. Try on yeah. wedding dresses Heck just yeah. to practice. He was like, I can't... He was like, I can't wait to just walk around with a skirt on. And I was like... That's the cutest thing I've ever heard. Yes. Walk around with a skirt on. Feel beautiful. Just yeah. like we do. And then the end of this scene is them having a little group hug and then Percy being like, guys, promise me that no matter what happens, we meet back here next year. All of us. Like, and they were like, yes, in solidarity. And I'm like, that's a really cute way to end off their, like, point together or, like, their moment together in the season. But if that had happened anywhere except the little epilogue bit that we're getting right now Mm. if that had happened anywhere else in this episode or anywhere else in the season that would be the moment where everyone's like they'll never get to do that again something's gonna happen something bad's gonna happen to one of them and they'll never get to group up ever again yeah because they've said it they said that they They jinxed it it. they jinxed it no it's a cute little i think it was the music the music was uplifting so it was like of course only good things are gonna happen heck yeah well and so then the next thing that we get is uh percy back in the beach house uh, but Kronos is waiting for him in his dream because we know it's a dream. And Percy just turns around, Persephone's in out in full force, and he just says, "Are you serious? We're still doing this. I won and you lost. Go Get away. out of my dreams already!" And I was like, "Super slay!" And, but he literally is like, "Come back when you have life figured out." And I was like, "No, why are you inviting him back? Why are you saying come back with that shit? Just tell him to go away. Yeah, tell him he lost. What a loser, Kronos. You suck. Break off, brute. Break off, brute." Yeah, literally. And then Sally wakes him up, and she says, did you have another nightmare? And Percy goes, mm-hmm, it was Grandpa. <laughs> and Sally literally has to take a moment, she's like, this is the child that I'm fucking bringing up. And she's fully, cracking fucking jokes. She's fully like, do not call him that, are you kidding? No. She fully is like, I'm getting the biggest ick from you right now. <laughs> and I was like, I love his humour. And I love that that's how he's raised her, because she's like, you're just like me and I hate it. I love it, but I hate it. Because what the fuck? You'd be like, we have an immaculate personality. Like, yeah. Sense of humor. Fuck. Yeah. And then the last little bit that we get of Percy and Sally on the screen. Well, Percy's not even on the screen. It's just Sally flipping blue pancakes in the pan that she's got on the stove with Percy doing his little voiceover where he's like, if you feel like the world doesn't make sense, you might be part of our world and we might need you for the fight ahead. And then it's like, you know, cute Avengers theme, which is really just the Percy thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and that's like the little ending bit. And, and then, then of course we do have the teaser yeah. bit. We're so used to the extra teaser yeah. clip that I was kind of sad that this was Gabe. Oh, I was really annoyed actually. Cause I was like a lot of Sally's, explanation as to why she was with him in the first place her character growth a whole lot it's like it's half of well not half but it's like at least a quarter of percy's upbringing yeah and 
a, a big, significant chunk of Sally's character development and yeah. Percy's character development, the abuse that they suffered, both of them, for yeah. years, Sally more than Percy, living with Gabe and what Gabe was really like. They didn't call him Smelly Gabe once. Yeah. They didn't mention anything like that. And the whole point of... Gabe getting turned to stone by Medusa's head is that Sally did it on purpose yeah. to rid herself of a of a toxic abuser. Yeah, and then she sold him yeah. to an artist and was like, paying for my school, bitch. She literally was like, and this is going to get me my degree. Fuck you. <laughs> like, yeah. it's such a huge Rick. Why would you take that out? Well, I know yeah. this is a kid's show, but there are plenty of heavy topics that are addressed in Watch kids' any shows. Any Disney movie. One of the any Disney every movie. Time. Look at Bluey. Someone it tackles. Died in a really, really heavy accident. Yeah, but like, look at Bluey. It tackles a whole bunch of issues 24 oh, yeah. 7, and they do it in a good and healthy they do way. It in seven minutes. They do it in seven minutes. You've had so many hours to do this. So um, we got all the minutes. You have all fucking minutes. And I was just like, this is such yeah. a shame because, oh. Yeah. But see, like. Like, the whole point that Percy removing... doesn't like bullies is because Gaby lived in a house yeah. with a bully. Yeah. Oh, that's such a huge character. And it also him. is just, like, a little bit confusing because when you take away all of these things about Gabe's character, because he is essentially, literally just there to be the bad character who is, like, the villainous human character of Percy's life. Because he doesn't need another villainous, monstrous character or another villainous, godly character. He's got those. We needed one on the mortal side to show that Percy has always had these things. Like, his fatal flaw has always been there because he just... But he just didn't have the voice to stand up for himself Mm. apart from, like, the little bits or, like, stand up for his mum in the little bits, right? And so taking away all of these parts of Gabe's character, which were uh, essential parts to his character... Make his character redundant. He did not need to be in the show. No. If you're going to take away... Because, actually, what did you marry away, him for? Yeah, it was like, if you're going to take away Gabe's purpose, which was to, to be... To shield Percy from monsters because of yeah. his actual smell. His stench was so horrendous. And I love that... Stella? I love that Sally had to have known that. And she had to have actually seen his aura and seen his stench and then decided to live with that. And I was like, ew... Yeah, Ew, actually, Ew. to protect her son. I was yeah. like, but so like when you take all of these parts of Gabe away, literally, what is he there for? Because what? Why did Sally marry him? What was the reason? Yeah, what was the reason? Like she, we see in the show that she has a steady paying job. She can afford to pay for Percy's school. She is a completely capable single parent. Why is Gabe there? Why is he necessary? Yeah, he in was... fact, if you take Gabe away, it gives Sally a different purpose as a different kind of mother with a different kind of strength which is still just as valid. Yeah. Yes, it takes away the bully stuff, but then you can tie that in with Grover being bullied. Yeah, and then yeah, and just Nancy Bobo in general. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, you know, Percy standing off the little guy, like that kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. The Spider-Man of it all, <laughs> you know? And so, like, the comedic relief that Gabe supplied in the tiny moments that he was in the episode. What was it, two minutes? For a D'Angelo reference and for the terrorist thing, which is never mentioned again. D'Angelo reference. Yeah, in like the first episode that he's in, and Sally says that they were going, did we not talk about this? The sandwich shop. Yeah, it's called D'Angelo's. Oh, okay, I thought we were talking about Nico. (laughs) I was like, like, when did he mention Nico? Okay, the sandwich shop, yes. 
on the same page now. Like, the only other thing that Gabe establishes in this show is that they're in New York, because he's so quintessentially New York to me. <laughs> because he's loud and obnoxious and fucking like, wah, wah, wah. Like, that's the way he talks, you know? Yeah. My wife is divorcing me. <laughs> that was spot on, and I will not be taking requests. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah. So, like, this scene felt so... Useless. Oh, but I was also just like, we already had this scene, basically, in the movie. Because in the movie, we, Sally didn't get to do it either. She didn't get to hold the thing up. He just opened the fridge and Medusa's head was in there. Yeah. In this one, he's committing a crime and opening mail that's not addressed to him. Yeah. So, I mean, he deserves to die for that. But <laughs> he also deserves to die for other things, but we don't see those things in the show. Yeah. So. I agree that they just shouldn't have put him in. Like, if they weren't yeah. gonna... Because then if he wasn't in it, it opens up this last scene for something better. It opens up this last scene for instead of... Um, Annabeth going to live with her dad again, which kind of makes no sense, even though it's book accurate mm. from the way that they framed it in the show, it doesn't make any sense. But especially with her mum abandoning her, why would she then abandon camp? Anyways, anyways, it opens it up for a scene, like I said, where they're watching The Wizard of Oz. Yeah. The three of them. The three of them and hanging out, uh, just like outside of questing. Yeah. They're actually being friends. Literally. Could have been something really cute. Anyway, yeah, so just, I think he was, I mean, he's never... It could have been Percy learning to control his powers. It could have been him literally sitting at the table as his mum is bringing him blue pancakes. That's the ending of the show, and he has a glass of water beside him, and he just decides to, as she turns around, we just see the water fall back into the glass, and him just looking up innocently, and her being like, stop it. (laughs) Actually stop it. And he's just like, It could have been, we maybe got a sneak peek of where Luke was going. Joe, yeah, the visionary that you are. Yeah, wow, amazing. Because yeah, because you can't you can't just leave a sneak peek of what's going to happen next and then not have season two. Like, oh, Rick, you should have done that. <laughs> you should have filmed it all of season two. You should have filmed it immediately. <laughs> they should have. Oh, they fucking should have. They should have been like, we're not green lit, but we're going to do all this extra work anyway. Because well, they would have started editing the first couple of episodes as they were still, or they would have start, started going through footage from the first couple of episodes. Yeah, look how much he grew. <laughs> just, like, seeing how much he grew, and then they should have just immediately greenlit the second season. Personally, that's how I feel. But Literally. It's outside of... God, Disney, lazy pricks. <laughs> <laughs> Don't insult the mouse. <laughs> the house will come off you. <laughs> <laughs> Funny friends. I like it. Yeah. Anyway. They'll orchestrate something. Yeah, I'm sorry. we heard from again, and I'll have to pay full rent, and it'll be terrible. Oh, Lord. Anyway, so I'm fully betrayed by just the TV version of Gabe. Smelly Gabe. Because he's not even Smelly Gabe, he's just Gabe in the TV yeah. show. He's just annoying Gabe. Whiny Gabe. Yeah. So Bad he, breath Gabe, maybe? But he that's... had no purpose and he added no value to the TV show. So yeah. He was a waste of money. No offence to the actor, but, you know, your part yeah. was useless. <laughs> yeah. We should not have had more Diana to <laughs> Not to leave it off on that note, but yeah, that's pretty much. That's pretty much. Well, if that's how they're going to end the show, because remember, we were so happy with how it ended, and then we were like, ooh, what's the sneak peek going to be? Oh, that was mid. <laughs> like, yeah. like, that was literally how we felt. Yeah. Anyway, so you know what? We're just going to ignore that last minute, and we're just going to end and it on. it's great, because we get another bonus episode next episode, because we're going to be looking at the documentary. Hi, he's watching the documentary! Joe already gave me a spoiler and said that Walker's dad is really hot, and I am waiting to his reserve his biceps! His arms are huge. Like, I just lose one... I, I saw it on TikTok, obviously, so it's a tiny right. little clip of what okay. the documentary's about. Anyway, but it's just him when he goes to hug his kid. Anyway, but the way that he hugs him is he wraps his arms around his head, but I was like... Oh, that's all he can reach, probably. Yeah, but I was like, his... 
arm is bigger than Walker's head. I was like, oh, <laughs> I was like, stop that. Okay, I will reserve judgment for myself. But... It's wearing a backwards baseball cap. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. probably hot then. Yeah, only like, people who know they're hot. And like a Henley t-shirt, <laughs> like, and like Walker wear openly objectifying your partner. And your like worker jeans. I was like, right. Speaking of Walker, I found out his middle name, James. It's not James, but you know, Julius. I don't know if we had this. Um, Walter. I don't know no, if we had this conversation Walker. on. Walker. <laughs> Walker Walter. <laughs> I don't know if we had this conversation on the podcast or off the podcast. Oh my god, his whole, first name is Walker. I yeah, just realized. There's a whole debate going on online about what his middle name is. Yeah, with his middle name is like. Elliot. His middle name is William. What? That's not even bad. W. What's his last name again? Scobell. WWS. Walker Williams Scobell. No. It almost sounds like those Bill. two names should be switched. Yeah. Because I, I just as we just now saying it, I was like, Walker is a strange first name. No, but his siblings have it's like, like a surname. unique first names as well. It's a surname as a first name. His siblings have unique first names as it's well. It's like I feel Digby like one Nolan. of them is named River. It's like Digby Nolan. It's Nolan Digby. Don't <laughs> <laughs> trust people with last name instead of first name. Granted, his first name couldn't be Scobell. <laughs> That'd be weird. <laughs> yeah, or people with first names for last names. Yeah. Red flag. That okay. would be like if your first name was McDonald. I would be like, what? <laughs> or my first name was Mac. <laughs> Love how you just fully put our surname out on... <laughs> they can't spell it. <laughs> That's fair. No one can. It's got a Q in there. You get to find out where. Exactly. <laughs> Where does the W sit? It's not even <laughs> silent either. That's what's funny. I know. People always get it wrong. <laughs> anyway, so come back next episode. We're going to be looking at the documentary. It's going to be so good. I don't know how much we'll have to say, but I'm excited to watch it anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then after that, it's House of Hades time. So if you guys want to send us And guys, send email. us more emails because yeah. honestly, I hope just half the first episode is us reading emails. <laughs> <laughs> it's my favorite thing. And if you want to send us an email, then we are damnstackbarpod at outlook.com. If you want to find us on the Instagram or the Twitters, then we are at damnstackbarpod. And if you want to find us on the Tickety Talk, then we are katie.densackbarpod. And if you want to come and guest on an episode, then you can go to the Google form in our description and you can find it and you can send me a message after you fill it out because we don't get notified. Joe, where's the rest of our stuff? I smashed that. Oh my God. God, it's linked below. Okay, come back next time. Yay! <laughs> Bye, Bye then, guys. Bye. 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 Bye